You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with hosts Rick and Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello and welcome to Trucking 101, surviving your first year. Our mission is to find and pass along knowledge to new drivers that will make them the safest drivers on the road and provide a firm stepping stone into a successful career. With that said, if you have any questions, press 1 on your phone and Lisa Rutherford, who is helping us with this show tonight, will uh, get your question. I want to start out by introducing my, my wife and business partner, Melissa Grimm. She's going to tell you a little bit about herself, and, and then I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Hi, my name is Melissa Grimm. Uh, I have been in the trucking industry for eight years almost. It would be eight years in October. Uh, I uh, I was pretty lucky, actually. I didn't have a horrific first year like I know most people do because it's, it's, it's just quite uh, a shock going into trucking as a job. It's, it's like no other job on the planet. But I was I was pretty lucky because my trainer was Rick Grimm, and he was an owner-operator at the time. And uh, when we met, we fell in love. That's a whole other story. Maybe we'll get into that another time. And we decided to go team driving. So I experienced my first year with an experienced driver who had already figured out all the kinks. So I was very, very lucky. I actually was never technically a company driver. I went straight in as an owner-operator because I was on Rick's truck. But hearing all of Rick's stories made me really want to get involved with his, uh, with his mission. This is his baby, but uh, I, I, I'm really supportive of it, and I hope that we can help a lot of people. Okay, thank you. And first off, let's uh, start out with and and now tell you I'll tell you why why I'm doing this. Our target audience is new drivers, specifically drivers that are within their first year of driving a truck. This podcast is called Trucking 101. Think of this as military boot camp. We are looking for new people that know almost nothing about trucking and want to learn. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an experienced driver or owner-operator, that's fantastic. We would like you to steer new drivers looking for help our direction. Tell them about this podcast, the Facebook page, and Let's Truck. When I first got into trucking, I tried to do, as Kevin preaches, the hard work. And I found the hard work to be almost impossible to do. The, uh, the fact is that I, I was so discouraged after about three months in the business that I was actually heading home with the intentions of calling my employer and saying, where do you want me to drop this truck off? This isn't working for me. And uh, I came to that conclusion because I, I tried talking to the different uh, truck drivers and stuff I would come into contact with and Either they didn't want to talk or I was getting different stories from each driver about what was what and, and where was where. And uh, 
I was going through Oregon. I was living in the Seattle area at the time, and I was going through Oregon, and, and something happened that I've never seen since. The the DOT, the Oregon DOT, was calling truck drivers in, all the trucks in, and they, they brought us all in and, and uh, lined us up, and one of the officers came up, and he pointed to a permit on the on the wall, and he says, if, if you have this permit, go on out to your truck because you're, you're good to go into Oregon. If you don't have this permit, then you need to go get in this line over here. So I went to get in this line over here, and, and there, there was a, another driver with my company was, was there in front of me. And I was looking through my permit book trying to figure out, you know, exactly if I had this permit or not. And he said, no, you're not going to have that permit if you haven't been in, into Oregon before. Uh, and so I got, you know, a little indignant, you know, I, I asked him how, you know, how long he's been working for, for the company. And he, he told me he'd been working for two years. And I was like, why in the world would you work for this company for two years? They can't even get a permit to a guy who has to drive right through Oregon to get to his home in Washington. And, uh, he, he very calmly started to explain, you know, why he was, he'd continued to work for him. And he said, you know, they had new equipment and, and, he was making good money, and then he started asking me questions about what what was going on with me and why I was so disappointed in what was going on. And you know, I, I told him, and, and uh, he asked me some questions like, "Had I gotten a raise?" Which I even forgot. I was so confused about what was going on at the time. I forgot I was supposed to get a raise, and in fact, that raise was coming up fairly shortly. He also explained some things, some ways that I could could actually make money. So I left that meeting with him with a renewed optimism that I could succeed in the business. And I uh, went ahead and stayed with trucking, and uh, the rest, as they say, is history. I, I did manage to run across people that helped me move in the direction that I wanted to move. I uh, used my hardworking background to uh, keep my nose to the grind and, and was able to make the most of the uh, the learning period that I had to go through. As I sat back and thought about this, I, I thought, you know, it's just a shame that there's that you have to work so hard just to find someone who can answer a simple question. That you can't go to your company you work for, you can't go to your, your dispatchers, you can't talk to the other drivers and get a straight story. And and then I, I ran into Let's Truck and uh, and Kevin Rutherford and was able to, uh, to to really start putting myself together as far as a, uh, a truck driver goes. I'd already done some things that had worked out okay for me. I'd, I'd bought a truck and become an owner-operator, which is a totally different uh, story, story. Yep, outside of, of what we're doing here. But uh, what I found was that, that there was a voice out there trying to explain things to people, but he was actually helping people that were a little more advanced than I was when I was looking for help and I, I he challenged us to he challenged his tribe to uh, put together a mastermind group and start doing something special with our careers and as soon as I heard him say that I knew exactly what I wanted to do I knew that I wanted to start a mastermind group that could help the new truck drivers out here and that's exactly why I wanted to do it. What do I stand to gain for it? Uh, I, I get the uh, satisfaction of knowing that I've given back to the industry. It's been so much to me. 
I, I get the satisfaction of, of knowing that maybe a guy who wasn't able to figure out what was going on can now figure out what's going on and continue his career and, and you know and have an outstanding career in the trucking business. And that's that's what this podcast is all about is, is helping people. And when you help other people, life takes care of you also, you know, so with that, uh, we have several members of our group that are actually on tonight, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring each one of them on and let them tell you who tell you their story and, and why they're involved with the group. We're going to start out with uh, with with Jason. He's in New Mexico. Hey, Jason, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Good to talk to you again. It's, uh, I'm excited about you, this. This is uh, uh, this is quite exciting to be able to get this going. We've been in the works and in the process for a long time, so uh, glad to see it come to fruition. Yes, it's been a long time in the making, and we're really excited to get the live shows going and start answering questions. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, uh background and, and uh, experience experience and how you can help how you can help these guys these people well I uh, I was working in Montana at the time driving as a courier for FedEx <laughs> and uh, just delivered packages that kind of stuff and uh, had an uncle that lives up that way he uh, at the time moved houses had a truck and all the equipment around and did some big house moving and so with working with him a little bit, I uh, got my CDL. I was able to use his truck. I uh, didn't go to any truck driving school. Um, I went into the Montana DOT and asked for a book. You got any books on, on the commercial driver's test? And they handed me a stack of pamphlets or books, magazine type things, and said, well, this is the information you need to know. So I read through all those and went in and took the tests and then practiced a little bit in the truck that my uncle had and was able to go and use that truck to take my driving test. And uh, <laughs> so I got my license in 04 and uh, then drove for a little bit as, uh, with uh, for him, just hauling some equipment around. The first <laughs> load I ever hauled in the commercial truck was 85-foot beams on the back of a 50-foot step deck. So it was uh, <laughs> a little... Uh, little uh exciting to just jump right into it and so i drove off and on uh with for him some and then drove some ltl freight for a little while um drove over the road for about seven months and then uh then i moved from there to arkansas and worked with a fellow in our church who had a bunch of dump trucks and drove quite a bit for him uh another fellow in our church did a bunch of logging so i drove log truck for a while and uh when I moved back to Oklahoma, I drove a couple of different types of trucks there, um, pulled some uh, dry bolt tanker for quite a while, and uh, then I bought my own truck just a little over two years ago and uh, been pulling a step deck since then. I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, uh, it's good work. It's a good industry, and uh, I'm just excited to be able to be here with this group. Uh, uh, you guys were huge helping get and helping me get started. Um, a lot of good advice, and of course, listening to to Kevin's show and uh, the uh, 
reading the books and listening to the books that he has put out and the information that he has has been a huge help for me getting started as an owner-operator. But I remember starting, you know, as a, a company driver, even driving over the road for a little while and, uh, you know, running into things I've never seen before and I didn't know what to do and wasn't sure how to handle it. And uh, I wish there was a group like this when I had started. I think I could have avoided a little bit of troubles here and there. But I'm excited to be part of it. Hopefully I can uh, be a help and, and have some good advice for folks and, and uh, help them in their their first year getting started so that they can survive, they can be successful in the trucking industry. Yeah, so Jason is one of our members that has varied experience in the trucking industry. He can help people in many different segments. So he's, he's, a, he's a wealth of information for anybody that has questions. Uh, let's see, you did dump truck, you did... Um, dry bulk. Oh, dry bulk, you did oversize. LTL. You still do just, oversize. Yeah, just about all of yeah, it. Yeah, you've done van. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I did a little so Okay, yeah. So we can answer just about any question because he's done just about all of it. So that's that's fantastic. We're we're happy that you're part of our group. Yes. Well, okay, glad thank to you be very here much. And, uh, looking forward to it. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you later. Yep. We'll... Oh, sorry. It's new. I didn't mean to cut him off. Apologize <laughs> about that. I'll get better. Um, so I was just sent a question. Somebody wants to know what our biggest mistake was. So we want to go all the way back to the first year. Um, I'll do mine. Uh, this is a mistake that I'm sure most drivers make because I've heard this story a lot, is not being aware of your trailer. When you first start driving a 70-foot-long vehicle, it is a big change. It takes a while to get used to it. So most people drive like they drive a car, and they just don't pay attention to the trailer. They act like it's not even there. I did the same thing. Um, I almost hit somebody else's trailer when I was, like, second weekend because I wasn't paying attention to it. I ran over a little half wall because, once again, I, I wasn't paying attention. Popped the tire. And popped the tire. Luckily, they didn't ask how I popped the tire, and there was no other damage, so I didn't get in trouble. So they just came out and replaced it. So I was lucky there. And I also knocked over a little uh, traffic signal thing. It wasn't a traffic light. It was kind of like those things that stand up in the grass uh, on the other side of the sidewalk. So I turned too sharp, and I knocked that over. Um, it's still a secret. Nobody knows. Nobody saw it happen. So we just, you know, move on from there. But this is something that's extremely important. If you're new to the industry, if you've just started driving, or if you're thinking about driving, pay attention to trailer. Do not get overconfident. That was my big problem. I was overconfident. I got a lot of compliments on the way I drove because I pick it up. I picked it up very fast. So people were just complimenting me all over the place. So I got overconfident. I stopped paying attention, and I caused some damage. So keep that in mind when you're driving because that's, that is a big problem with a lot of new drivers. And in my case, I uh, did something that probably isn't as easy to understand today, but I was one of the, the first ones. When I came into the industry, I actually came in with a GPS. 
It was one of the early a GPSs. Tom-tom. A TomTom. A <laughs> TomTom GPS. Now, one of the things I didn't know when I went out here was that uh, I, I knew there were low bridges and I knew there were restricted routes, but I didn't think about the fact that the TomTom didn't have that stuff in it. Now, I went to a place in Alabama and picked up a load, and uh, when I was leaving there, I looked at the TomTom, made sure I was going the right direction, and when I pulled out, there was a sign-up that told me to go, instead of to the right, it told me to go to the left, because trucks weren't allowed to go on the right. When I went to the right, the TomTom recalculated and I didn't even realize that it had recalculated. And I ended up driving around in the the boondocks of Alabama and got so completely lost that I stopped at a stop sign. And there was a car, a car behind me. And I went back to the car, got out, ran back to the car, and asked the guy driving the car if he was heading for I-20, I believe it was. And he said he was. And I asked him if I could please follow him and get out of there because I was lost and had no idea how to get out out of the place. So that taught me, hey, going someplace, you first off had need to know exactly where you're going and secondly is don't make a turn that you don't know where the next turn is. And don't trust your GPS. I don't care what kind of GPS yeah. you have, do not trust it. Yep. Check your Rand McNally Atlas it's for a, low bridges, yeah, for restricted roads. And, and that's Sorry. all. That's it's, right. It's not something that's supposed to be taking you from one point to the next. If your GPS is following the route that you have already mapped out in your atlas, then that's fantastic. Another suggestion I would make is if you have the ability to set it to manual recalculation so it doesn't auto-recalculate, that'll save you a lot of grief as well. Now, we could probably go on with this question and, and give a few more examples, but I think that gives us the, the main gist of uh, some of the types of mistakes you can make as a first-year driver. So uh, with that, why don't we go back to our, uh, our uh, the other people that are in our group that are online here that we'd like for you folks to meet. And I just want to remind everybody that's listening, if you have a question or a comment, press 1, and Lisa will screen your call. We're okay. going to go now to... Let's go uh, ahead and go to Rebecca, because I'm pretty sure she has to leave. So we okay. want to go ahead and get her on. Okay. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Melissa. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing well. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for um, allowing me the opportunity to participate, and thank you both for all the hard work that you've done to get this going. Um, oh, you're welcome. I, I guess the reason that I wanted to uh, be a part of this group is because I, I want to be able to give back. I, I know everybody says that, but it's so true. Um, when I came into this um, industry uh, with my husband, um, and it was 12 years ago, so whenever that was, <laughs> um, and um, he just, he had been working in high tech and just was totally frustrated with the market. He'd work, he'd get laid off, he'd work, he'd get laid off. Um, and we were to the point point where we actually were getting food boxes. <laughs> so um, he said, why don't we try truck driving? And so long story short, we ended up doing that together. And what I found um, was that it's 
really difficult for everybody, but I think there are challenges for women, um, especially if you come in inexperienced um, um, and if you and your husband come in together inexperienced. I think women tend to learn differently than men, and going through truck driving school is definitely the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Um, I was a music teacher in my past life, and if I had a piano student that I said, okay, now we're going to play this in our right hand, and they used their left hand instead, I would say, other left hand, and they'd laugh and they'd do it. (laughs) When I was learning to back, if I kept putting myself in the same spot, the guys would go, why did you do that? You just did that. (laughs) I would just melt. (laughs) So I found that, you know, difficult. Um, because I I didn't relate to how I was being taught. Um, And you've got to be able to grow a thick skin really quick Um, because, you know, a lot of men get really intimidated by women being out here on the road. Maybe not so much now, but back when I started, they certainly did. Um, My husband was completely inexperienced, um, and he was learning at the same time. Um, But because of the trucking industry, Um, You know, I'm especially grateful for what it's done for my husband because he really loves driving the truck, um, and now we own our own truck, and he is so proud of that fact, and I'm so proud of him. Um, And we have a beautiful home now, financially stable, money in the bank, retirement accounts, all that kind of stuff um, that, you know, the industry has brought us. So for the stability it's brought me, I'm really grateful um, and the other thing is that um, in addition to just learning, you know, how to actually maneuver this giant vehicle around, um, there's also a lot to learn in terms of how to live in the truck, you know, and, and Kevin and Kim help us out an awful lot with learning how to, how to be in the truck, how to eat in the truck, uh, the health challenges that you're going to come up against in the truck um, and all that kind of stuff I think is so important and I think women kind of tend to think about those things a little bit more and just having a place that you can go to to think about that is just really important. So I'm hopeful that through my experience of being an inexperienced team driver with my husband um, that maybe I'll be able to help out some other women, some other couples that are kind of in that same situation um, and be able to help them get to feeling comfortable on the road. And, uh, you know, you, you have to learn about you're going to have some friends who are going to drop away because they're not going to put the effort into keeping in touch with you when you're away from the home. Um, and how are you going to deal with that? You're going to have other friends that you're going to find out, wow, these people really do care about me because they put effort into trying to, you know, keep in touch when I try to keep in touch with them. So there's just so much to think about. And it is, like you said, Melissa, it is a radically different job from anything else on the planet. So I'm hopeful that my experiences might help some other folks. We've been on the road 12 years now, um, and it's been good. And just so everybody knows, your experience is mainly with van, right? That's what you've done the entire time is van driving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done done van, um, and that's, yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, 
and that's what we're doing for the foreseeable future is van. So it, it's working for us. So that's that's where we're at for right now. All right. Yeah, um, I'm really excited that we have actually so women, so many women in our mastermind group. We have Rebecca, and we have Becky, and we have me. Because uh, I think only 5% of the entire trucking industry is women. So we've got three right here in our group. So that's that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, big percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yes, uh, Rebecca, we're going to be talking to you on other podcasts because uh, you have okay. just a wealth of experience, and uh, we want you to be able to share it on other shows. So we look forward to talking to you in, in the future. Well, thanks again, and, and thank you guys for doing this, and, and uh, we'll be uh, keeping in touch. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, let's go ahead and go to the third woman in our group, as I was just talking about, (laughs) Becky Morgan. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey, Becky. Good. Doing well. I'm number. I'm number three. Woohoo! You're number three, but you're number one in my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm so glad we finally got this thing kicked off. It's, It's been. It's been a. It's been a good journey. Yes. It's been a long one, yep. So what is your experience in the trucking industry, and how can you help uh, new drivers out there? Well, I started um, in 2002, uh, started with the same carrier that I'm actually with now and pretty much been there my whole career, started uh, with Schneider as a solo driver. And I do remember that first solo trip, I was going down the road, and just looked around and went, and it was kind of, it wasn't really a panic attack. It was just the realization that, oh, my, there is no one here but me today. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of all of a sudden it's like, there's no one here to ask that question or get you out of a jam or anything else. It's it's just me today. Um, but in short order, uh, became a training engineer at Schneider and uh, instructor there at the Schneider Academy in Dallas, Uh, was a company solo trainer, company team, and then Russ and I bought our own truck and became owner-operators at Schneider, and we have three trucks at Schneider now, so um, about, uh, what is it, 14 years since I started coming up on my 14-year anniversary in October. Oh, we both started in October. <laughs> A few years ago. Yay! <laughs> but um, I okay. When, when you, I will tell you, uh, when you somebody had asked, what is the, uh, you were talking about your turn where you messed up your wheel. I just had a friend who was, um, and I'm not going to say where they work, but this person had is not a rookie. They had quite a bit of experience. They dropped a trailer a couple of weeks ago, loaded with 44,000 pounds of cargo. And at Schneider or in a lot of other places, that is a immediate termination. There is no second chances. There is no nothing. You are gone. Mm-hmm. So I almost dropped the trailer when I was brand new. 
So I want to tell everybody that when you hear these people, your instructors and your trainers tell you that there's a specific step to do something, there's a reason for that. And the reason I almost dropped my trailer is uh, somebody came up to me and was talking. I still remember where I was. I was at Sam's Club in Dayton, Texas. And they came up to me. I lost where I was and didn't go through the steps in the right order. Didn't roll down the landing gear, but because I had rolled out slow, I caught the trailer on the frame of the tractor, which saved me. But ever since then, and now 14 years later, and you can ask Russ, when I'm hooking or unhooking, I go in the exact same order. So no matter what happens, if I, you know, if I get distracted, I haven't gone, I haven't done anything out of step. So... I can't pull away because I haven't unhooked the trailer because that's the last thing I do. It would be impossible for me to pull away from it. So when you're trainers and you're instructors and you may think, well, that's just dumb. Why can't I just do it this way? It's quicker. There's a reason for steps being in a certain order, and you don't want to be that guy that drops a trailer with 44,000 pounds of cargo because that could be a very short end to your trucking career. Yeah, so... You mentioned a specific order of steps for the drop and hook a trailer. What is the steps and what are the order? Um, when I'm dropping a trailer, the first thing is always the landing gear because it's not going to fall if it's got legs under it. The second thing is the airlines and the electrical line so that you don't pull away and snap those off. And the third thing is always un- you know, pulling the uh, fifth wheel pin release. Because if you think about it, if you do it in that order, there's nothing that can go bad. Because until you pull that release, you can't pull away and drop it on its nose. You can't pull away and snap your airline. You can't do any of that. So that is the order in which I unhook. Every time. It doesn't Great matter. Advice. Great advice. Uh, another so. tip for for fifth wheels and the fifth wheel pin is there's a lot of practical jokers out there, or I guess you could call them sort of road rage guys. If they, yeah. yeah, if you if you do something that ticked them off, they will go over to your truck and trailer when you're not there, and they will either unhook your brake line, your red one, um, or maybe even your blue one, or they will pull your fifth wheel pin. So every time you come back to your truck before you get on the road again, Check your airlines, your electrical line, make sure it's all hooked up, and check your fifth wheel, make sure it's locked in position, because people will disconnect that. Yeah. It's horrible, but they do it. Yeah, and uh, to keep them from doing the uh, fifth wheel, if when you'll park, if you'll pull the trailer brake and then just gently pull forward, put a little bit of pressure on that wheel, they'll never be able to pull that fifth wheel. But, yes, yeah, still no, check. But, oh, yeah. yeah, if you put uh, weight against that pin, they'll never be able to pull that. But And, and I've seen them uh, where they've also pulled people's tandems. So check that, too. You'll be rolling down the road, and you'll hit the brakes going a pretty good speed, and the tandems will come out from under your truck. So people out here can be jerks. Just always protect yourself and your equipment from jerks. Yeah, it's always good. When you leave your tractor for tractor and trailer for any amount of time, it's always a good idea just to walk around and look at everything, make sure it's all still good. You never know what might have happened while you were gone. Exactly. So, so Becky, question for you. When you first mm-hmm. started, 
how long did it take you to quote unquote get it? Um, you know, I, I I'm kind of a weird personality, so it probably really didn't take me that long because I can, you know, I I can cope in solitude pretty well, and I I've always just been kind of that way. So it, it didn't take me long. So I may not have had quite the uh, homesickness and things like that. I I just really enjoyed it. Um, but that's where different personalities come in. I know, uh, like you said, you really didn't have a bad year. I really didn't have a bad first year either. But I know that I know some people that I went through school with at the end of at the end of that first year. I think there was only like two or three of us left. Um, so it, it is an industry that if you really don't have the right mentality, you, you may not, you may not last. And so when you get out here, you just want to do the best you can and find something that fits you. If over the road doesn't fit you, check around and find maybe something regional. Um, maybe find something local. There's lots of different variations out there, uh, but you may just have to kind of do whatever you can do to get that first year under your belt. But then that first year be nosing around, seeing if something else might fit your personality a little better. Yeah, and and be prepared for struggles because most people do struggle. It's an, there's an adjustment period. There's things you have to learn. But, you know, that's why we're here. If you need help, we're here to help you. You can call into this podcast, which we do every Saturday night at 8 p.m., uh, or you can go to the Facebook page, Trucking 101 on Audio Road, and ask your question there. And we are here to help you. So um, thanks for talking to us, Becky, and we look forward to talking to you on future podcasts. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay. We have one last member of our group that wants to talk to you guys and introduce himself, that would be Russ Morgan. Hey, guys. How are we this evening? We're good. And in case anybody didn't pick up on the last names, Russ is Becky's husband. Uh, Hey, see, now now you made it public. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Anyway, tell you a little bit about myself. Um, Uh. I got into the um, – well, I got my commercial driver's license. I was 19 years old. Really didn't use it. I was a firefighter paramedic at the time, um, and I got tired of being broke and uh, decided to use the uh, commercial driver's license. So in 2001, I uh, uh, hired on Snyder National and uh, have done uh, – my career basically mirrors uh, Becky's – uh, company driver, then a uh, owner operator. I'm, I'm sorry, company driver, uh, printing engineer, uh, yard instructor, uh, team driver, owner operator, and of course, you know, uh, now we're fleet owners. Uh, you know, little baby fleet, but uh, um, fleet owners, and uh, you know, we've progressed um, just up and up and up. Uh, over the years and have done quite well with it. Uh, uh, quite a few mistakes along the way, but uh, that's uh, uh, that's what we call stupid tax. And 
And if you don't know what stupid tax is, it's a uh, uh, it's something that you've done that you'll uh, learn a hard lesson and you'll never do again. Uh, but uh, luckily, they weren't too bad, and um, you know we've progressed to uh, where we are now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, same question for you that we asked Becky, uh, if you can remember. I know it's been a while. <laughs> What what was your biggest mistake when you first got started, and how did you overcome it? Uh, complacency, I'm sure. Um, you know, I never was scared of a truck. I'd been around uh, the big vehicles. I had friends and uh, family members. Uh, so I had, um, you know, I had driven them and what have you, but it, I got complacent, and I got complacent real quick just because I had been around them, and Luckily, I didn't damage anything bad, but, you know, I took somebody else's mirror off with the back of a trailer. So um, uh, just being complacent, um, and, and it doesn't take long. Or, okay, let's, let me put it this way. It did not take long at all for me to get comfortable in a big vehicle. I'd been, you know, moving trailers and, you know, messing with big vehicles uh, for years. So I got real comfortable real quick. Um, so got you know, entirely too complacent and wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. And, you know, and I took a mirror off. Um, so and luckily, any other time I've been hit uh, from then on, somebody's hit me. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's probably the uh, uh, the biggest rookie mistake. Now, we've made several business mistakes, but that's probably a whole different show. But, uh, um, yeah, rookie mistake, that would be a complacency. Oh, Matt, that's that's a great answer. Uh, another thing that, I mean, I fell victim to this. I was telling everybody earlier, uh, overconfidence, thinking you know it all. I mean, jump into a truck and you think you've got it going on. You do not. You you need to no, even, I, yeah. Yeah, it, I'm, you know, exactly. Uh, the um, see it uh, all the time out here. Um you know, even uh, the other day, there was a guy back in the hole, and um, uh, you know, one of the big, real long wheelbase tractors. And I offered. I said, "Hey," I said, "You know, I got the shorter tractor." I said, "Won't you unhook?" I said, "I'll let me back in the hole." And um, I'm sure he'd been doing it a long time, but you know, he was like, "Oh, heck no! You know, you're not backing in my hole. You know, I can do this and what have you. And you know, you need to get away from me." And I'm sitting there offering to help. And I was like. Okay, evidently you got it going on, but you know the uh, I can sit here and do the math, and you know you you just got too much wheelbase. Period. You're not going to get in the hole. So, but yeah, I, I mean I see that out here. I, I've seen that out here a lot. I, way back even when I was driving cab overs, uh, I used to see that. Uh, you know, somebody come up with a pretty shiny truck and what have you, and here I had this old beat up cab over, and you know you get in some of these tight holes and. You know, they think, oh, yeah, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And I, you know, would offer with that, with the cab over, and said, hey, look, you know, I'm I'm like a yard truck here. I'm small. I can maneuver. And, oh, no, get away from me. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately, you run into that out here. Uh, uh, like uh, Rick said earlier, you know, people that don't, don't want to help, don't want to answer questions. Um, uh, if I see a driver, I, I mean, I, if I see a driver out there, you know, moving their tandems, um I'll step out of the truck and go over there and, you know, and help them get in the right hole, especially if, you know, you're heavy enough that you need to be, say, in, you know, the 12th hole or the 1st hole or, you know, what, wherever you need to be, you know, that little extra help, 
uh, you know, saves you a lot of time and saves you a lot of headache from moving back and forth and back and forth. Um, the other day, Becky uh, watched a guy. Uh, I think he, I think he went around four or five times uh, hitting the scale because he had never really been shown, you know, um, how to measure weight with holes and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. she went over there and uh, uh, and helped. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, since you're ta- since you're talking about that, that's that's one of the things that uh, that I think we would all like to pass along to guys is that you you do want to help your your fellow drivers. You know, you you see a guy struggling in a situation, and he doesn't have to be struggling a lot. I mean, just you know, if you can get out and help, it gives you a chance to talk to somebody and be nice to somebody and feel good about something you did that day, and and maybe you know help a guy get through what could have been a bad situation. Without it being a bad situation, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's what makes life go around, makes it good. Yep, you know? and uh, overconfidence and complacency can bite you even past your rookie year. I mean, I just had an issue where overconfidence got me uh, uh, a year ago. I made a mistake that I should not have made simply because I was just, you know, way too relaxed. Oh, yep, exactly. I mean, we see it out here all the time. Um, um, yeah, I used to see it in the oil field all the time too. You know, when I was running around in the oil field in a truck, um, and out there, if you made a dumb mistake, people got killed, or you know, or a good chance of people getting killed. So, uh oh, I got the dog. I think the dog's going to be on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh they're jealous. Yes, yes, yes. Something he wants to say. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll... Yeah. Somebody got too close to the truck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you you writing that dog off as a security system? <laughs> uh yeah, believe it or not, um you know, uh, when she's outside, uh you know, she'll bring you the ball and come crawl in your lap. When she's inside this truck, you're not going to get in this truck. It's just that simple. You're not going to get in the truck. Um she has run many mechanic out of the truck and I think she's pretty proud of that. Um there there's a handful of people mechanics that can get in the truck, the guys that I know real well. Uh, but yeah, she's, uh, about half crazy. Well, no, she's not half crazy. She's completely crazy when she's inside this truck. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was great talking to you, Russ, and we will be talking to you on future podcasts. And obviously Russ is available over at the Facebook page as well to answer anybody's questions. So thank you, Russ. Yep. Thanks. Okay. We have a couple of questions on the line. Uh, we're going to go to David in Oklahoma. He has a question. He says he's five months in. What was your question, David? Uh, just what would be the some of the things I need to keep track of? I I started as company driver for three months, and my friends told me I was getting good miles, so I bought my own truck. Uh, what should I keep track of as far as maintenance and uh or is there a place I can go to see all stuff that I need to keep track of? Yes, and absolutely. Uh, yes, uh, I'm sure you know who Kevin Rutherford is, correct? Uh, Kevin Rutherford? Yeah. I've, I've heard him about three times. That's it. Oh, really? Okay. okay. All right. Well, we're part of Kevin's uh, Let's Truck group. So um, he has a show on Sirius. It's uh, on Saturday and Sundays between 4 and 7 Eastern. But beyond that, he has come up 
with two systems to keep track of your numbers. One is fuel gauges. That's an app. You can also go to the website. It's totally free. And you just input all your numbers for when you fill up. When you fill up and uh, that will keep track of your fuel mileage so you know where you're going with that number. So that's a very important number to keep track of. And uh, secondly would be profit gauges. That is uh, if you go to letstruck.com. I think it's under services. Um, anyway, it gives you the ability to uh, keep track of, of all your numbers, mm -hmm. the money you're spending and stuff. One of the, 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 the pieces of advice that I give to a new owner-operator is watch your money, particularly in the beginning. You need to get a reserve fund for any problems you might have with that truck. If the, the business of trucking, any business, as a matter of fact, is going to test you at some point, and you have to be prepared for it, whether it's financially or, or just mentally. You have to know what you're doing with your money, and you have to spend it properly. And that's what the profit gauges will, will help you do, is to figure out how to, uh, to, to spend your money properly. Now, also, Kevin's show is all about, and this is getting a little bit off subject, uh, Kevin's show is all about owner-operators and how to, to better run your business. So that's where you want to go, and you can get a lot of those questions like you're at the point right now where you know we would be looking at you and saying you need to go to Let's Truck and you need to start listening to Kevin's show. You need to start uh, reading some of his books and things like that because you're gonna you've already bought your truck. You need to uh, you need to get your money under control and that's the the main thing you want to keep track of right now. I mean I, I think that that's an obvious answer, but you'd be amazed at how many guys buy a truck. They do not keep track of their money. They do not put their money in the bank and guard every penny, and they end up losing their truck. You know, all of a sudden they go from being an, an owner-operator to, to being, you know, maybe a company driver again. Yeah, you always have to have a reserve. That's extremely important. Yeah. Three to six months is, is good. Six months is the best. Yeah. But if you go to letstruck.com, click on services and accounting, you'll see all the information for profit gauges. But let's go back to the fact that you're, you said you're five months into the trucking industry and you bought your own truck. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Well, that's awesome. Yes, uh, you're, pretty close to, you're pretty close to Rick there. He bought his, what, nine months in or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so Rick did just about the same thing. Uh, so are you happy with uh, where you are right now? Uh, I, and I, like, I like driving. I don't mind it. Uh, I I was where I worked before. I was always I was never home anyway, so it's just uh, it's fine with me. Yeah, but as a as an owner operator, you certainly, especially a, a new owner operator, you want to stay out of Japan. I know uh, a lot of people, you know, they they want to get home every two or three weeks, something like that. And uh, when you're trying to get your money together, that, that becomes a little more difficult, a little more problematic. So to speak, but uh, yeah, as long as you stick with the, uh, you know, get over there and learn all you can. You got podcasts that uh, that you can listen to, so you can catch up on stuff, so you don't have to wait for the shows to come around. And they're right there on Let's on truck. the uh, Let's Truck site. And we actually have a series of podcasts. This will be the first chance I've had to to bring that up. We have ten podcasts that our group made up, 
and we we put them in we did them in an order that we think you know most people are going to want to to do it and we don't do a lot about for owner operators because that's Kevin's thing and we're more about helping people who don't really know what's going on listening to you I'm thinking you're a you're a fast learner so you're uh you just need to get in there and and hear things a second time you know and and make sure you follow you know the correct things like just a few things we've talked about so far has been you know follow the right path so to, without you know so to speak hey my my I, I'm least on with the same company I started company driving for I took care of all, most of the tags and DOT numbers and stuff like that but and they take yeah. out a search like a certain amount I check a settlement each week should I mm-hmm. have them take out a little bit more yeah, you can you can do that. The uh, are are you a lease purchase by chance? Uh, I, I've got uh, I'm leasing the truck, but not through the company. I bought it outside because I heard just horror stories about people leasing yeah. trucks and not being able to make the end payment and stuff. Okay. Yeah. The uh, the only problem that uh, that I ran into as far as the escrow account went was the company I was with uh, they wanted to control my money you know and they made things real difficult to get the money out uh, but if if you have a hard time saving money then I would say yes you you probably want to put more into that escrow account than what you are or maybe even start a second escrow account or you can open up your own savings account and yeah. just make the transfers automatic out of your checking account. You that go. way you don't yeah. have to think about it. Yeah. But if the escrow account works for you and your company, you like the way your company handles it, great. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all personal preference, whatever whatever you like. Main thing is just get money in the bank and keep it there. You know, when you get to a, you 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 get a, a, a an amount of money that makes you feel comfortable with what's going on, and that's what you'll learn when you go to to Let's Truck and, and start, you know, looking at the, the different podcasts and things like that, you know, then you can start spending money, you know. And, and if you do it right, you know, you'll have plenty of money to spend. If you do it wrong, you won't have any money. So yep. you need to get that money in the bank. Yeah, and we would recommend um, going to letstruck.com and listening to the podcasts that are there, signing up for profit gauges, fuel gauges, and also listening to his show live on the weekends on Sirius. Uh, I think it's channel, uh, it's the Road Dog channel, whatever channel that is. They keep changing it, but it's the Road Dog channel. 146. They've changed it like three times in the past year. I can't keep track. Can I ask you one more question here, David? How did you you find our our show here? Well, I happened to listen to Kevin Rutherford's date. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Didn't know if you had found it through listening to the show today, or if it was something you you found by looking up the Trucking 101. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Now, uh, David, what you want to what you also want to do is, since you're a fairly new operator, is you know start keeping your eyes open. You know, when you're walking through the parking lots and stuff. Look people in the eye and say hi to them and things like that. If you see a driver that's having a hard time, stop and help him. If you can't help him, send him to our site. 
Tell him about the uh, trucking good. 101 at the Audio Road. You know, that's the thing we need everybody yeah. to do out there. Is we need you to to get, you know, we need to find these guys out here who are having trouble. Some of them are so discouraged that they don't even know they they've stopped talking to people. You know, and so we need to, as as a group. You know, we need to 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 go and find these people and and start trying to help them. Some people you can't help. But you know the guys who are looking for help and and, and want to learn, let's get them let's get them going in the right direction. So keep that in mind as you're as you're out there working around. Yeah, and in order to find yeah, all the podcasts, just go to letstruck.com/slash/audioroad. That's the easiest way to find it. Yeah, that last okay. guy I said talking, he said he said something about going out and helping the guy do this stuff. When uh, great thing is, and I thought that'd be a good idea because normally when I get done for the night, I Full of shades, I go to sleep, I do my ten-hour break, and then I leave. That's all I do. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. try and start doing, doing them little things like that. Sure, you, know, you get you get up in the morning, and, and yeah, 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 you bet. You go out there, and it, it, you know, you look at a guy, and you say good morning to him, and, and you know, sometimes they don't say good morning back to you, but it makes you feel good. Okay, you know? uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, and we have one more Thank caller you. we have to get to, but. Yeah. Thank you, David. If you have any more questions, you can just go to Facebook, Trucking 101 on Audio Road, and you can ask any questions on there. Okay, one last caller. We have Bill in Arkansas. Hi, Bill. How's it going? Hi, Bill. Yeah, it's going. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm actually not a rookie driver anymore. I've actually completed my senior year. Um, But I am... I'm doing what my granddad would call having one-year experience three times. Okay. Uh, which is different than three years experience. I seem to be running into one problem over and over again, and that's the okay. hours of service. Uh, oh. Electronic logs, I blame running out of hours on on the little electronic box. I've been on paper mm-hmm. for a couple of years now, and I'm still running into the same problem. I don't have enough hours in the day. Get yeah. done with the so, box once done. Right, so you're being dispatched, is that correct? Correct. Okay. If you If your boss is giving you jobs that you cannot complete within your allotted amount of hours, you need to talk to him. You need just if you have a good relationship with him, you need to sit down with him and say, "I cannot complete these jobs within these hours." And uh, if he is not willing to work with you, you need to move to another company because there's plenty of companies that run legal and w- you will make money. Yeah, you're breaking the law. If you, whether it's electronic logs or paper logs, are not compliant with your logs, you're breaking the law. And you know, it, it'll eventually cost you your job anyway. You know, you've yeah. got to be com- a compliant driver. You have, you know, so Absolutely. you you have you have to pay attention to what the uh, the electronic log is saying, and you have to pay attention to what you're doing with your logs, and you have to plan your day. That's part of what a truck driver has to do. He has to get out there and know how far he can drive and where he's going to stop. You know, and if you if you know that stuff, you're not going to run into these compliance problems. So, you know, well, one make mistake I made. Uh, I basically had a 
six or seven hundred mile trip, and I had four days to do. Mm-hmm. I think you're great. Take it easy. Stop. Start late. Stop early. No problem. And then I get to where I'm delivering, and then my boss gives me a job that requires me to run hard. But now I've got an hour's issue getting that job done that if I had hit the run hard when I got it, I would have had a 34-hour reset, and I wouldn't have had the hour issue. Mm-hmm. But you just answered your own question. If you ever have a load that has a lot of time on it and you have a chance to get a 34-hour reset, then you should do it because yeah. you don't know what load is coming up next. Exactly. And everybody's okay. had to deal with it in their first year. I mean, you, you, your boss tells you to go out and do something. You're doing paper logs. Now, with electronic logs, they know what your hours are. With paper logs, yeah. you have to tell your boss, this is all the hours I have. Sorry. You know? Yeah. Because well, I, I did that on that off. particular run, and he says, no, you should have done it this way. I was like, okay, yeah. I did it that way. Uh, now what do we do? Yeah, says, yeah well, it's a learning experience. Yeah. It's a learning experience for sure. People do it different ways. Uh, you can either, you know, get to your destination as quickly as possible and possibly have the time for a 34-hour reset, like you said, or a lot of say if they average eight and a half hours of on-duty time a day, they could run on their clock forever and never have a problem. So you just have to you have to figure out what works best for your situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for the help. I'll try to tune in more often where maybe I can help somebody out. There you go. And uh, like I was telling David a moment ago, start looking around for these guys that are potentially having problems. And good luck with it to you. Yeah. yeah, thanks for okay, calling thanks. in, and if you have any more questions, you can either call next week or you can go to Facebook, Trucking 101 on Audio Road, and ask a question there. Okay. I'll chat with you guys later. All right, All right, thanks. Okay, that is everybody, and we have one minute left in the show, actually just under two. So we have done our first live hour, and Rick has something he wants to end the show with. Okay, the, the first thing I, I, I want to finish with here is, you know, this podcast is a team ex- effort. You know, we're, we're a mastermind group. We we all have put a lot of work into this. I've got uh, my stuff talk, talking into my ear. Uh, one of the things we want to make clear is is that we're trying to help new drivers. We We know very well that you can't fix stupid. We are not looking to rein in stupid drivers. We're looking to we're looking for for smart, bright people that need help and are willing to learn. That's the whole idea of, of our group. That's the whole idea of this podcast. If you if you have questions and you need help, what you have to do is go to Facebook. It's Trucking 101 on Audio Road, and submit a question there. And all of us will be watching that page, and and we'll figure out how to help you with whatever problem you have. So. And we'll be back next Saturday to record another show. You want to listen to our first 10 that we already recorded, go to letstruck.com slash audio road, and it's Trucking 101, How to Survive Your First Year. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to future podcasts. Bye now.